1: Speak to him.
0: They are who we thought they were.
1: And we let them out the way. Well, I get out of hand, just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's
0: go scatter the west right tight. F left, 372 C sticks.
1: Woo-hoo. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football.
2: Be playing football real soon, boys and girls. It will not be long. (laughs) It'll Be here before you know it. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. And I'm staying connected to you today because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire. They are customer inspired at C Spire, a great Mississippi company. And hey, just a reminder, is your phone a little rough around the edges? Banged up, beaten up, stomped on, dropped in the toilet. I've done them all. Well, if it is, you can uh, take your phone into the local C Spire location near you and get it fixed. Certified phone repair centers, C Spire locations walk in. Most times they'll fix it right there while you wait. That's at C Spire. Hey, and Roger... By the way, one more time. One more time for uh, for Roger, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Where is he? It's a beautiful I, day I is think Neil know. has stepped out of his office, so we're going to call him on his cell phone. So I'm about okay. to send that to you right now. Just hold tight.
1: And in the meantime, you can talk to Warren, who's got a question for you. Warren is
2: also in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood on the Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're a Kubota dealer. What's up, Warren?
0: Hey, I wanted to ask a question to you and maybe some of your staff on what would you do if you were Jerry Jones with Elliott sitting on the outside, not going to camp? Would you give him the money yeah. or would you tell him, uh, nope, he ain't going to do it? And the wide receiver for the Saints, Michael. Okay. He wants $20 million and he ain't showing up to camp until he gets it.
2: Warren, I, I want your opinion. Let me give you a short answer on both for me. Uh-huh. Ezekiel Elliott is so good, and he's so much better than a lot of people want to give him credit for. I mean, he is so, yep. so unbelievably good at everything. And they know it, uh-huh. and he knows it. And if he was – this is what I would say on him. If Ezekiel Elliott was, a, was completely squeaky clean – and you you could trust that forever, then this would be an absolute no-brainer. You just pay him what he wants. That's what I think. Even as a running back, that's how good I think he is. It's just yep. that it's just that, you know, he's not squeaky clean and he's not showing up. And you know, he's a running back, yep. and that's the only reason that they not even that that they're even thinking about it right now. And then on Thomas, so you're
0: saying maybe a little Ter- Terrell Owens attitude, of in a way.
2: I'm saying, yeah. Brian, yeah. I, I'm not saying that it's necessarily to that point yet, but I guarantee you, they're sitting around in a room going, "Hey, look, we got to send a message to him right now, because if we don't, it's going to wind up to all over again." Mm-hmm. And then, because they believe me, they want him long term. And then on Thomas with the Saints, I mean, I think I think this is less about him and more about Breeze, and that is. You got to have him practicing tomorrow with Drew Brees. That's what I think. What do yep. you think?
0: I'm a total agreement with you. I'd give him what both of them what they want if they weren't. Uh, they'd have to be squeaky clean. Yeah. Which no guarantees on that. You'd have to have a security guard around them all the time.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, and I just think the Saints deal is a little more. I mean, Brees didn't have a whole lot left you know in comparison to all these other teams and all these other QBs and I got to get him going now so I got to get that d- yeah. deal done a- asap the the yep. the Ezekiel Elliott thing I might think about it a little bit let it linger and see what happens but eventually they're yeah. going to have to do well, it Well
0: do me a favor uh, when you get some callers on the phone asking their opinion I'm trying to take a poll and see what they would do cuz cool. you know a bunch of guys sitting at the Hooters or walk-ons or whatever yeah. we get in those discussions all the time cuz <laughs> I travel for work and it's it, like of the cat and the dog. Or, yeah, a cat yeah, and the dog sure. in the same room. You know? Yeah, we'll see what we come All up right, with. next. thanks, That's, man.
2: Thank you, Warren. We'll talk about it some next week also. About as you're
1: going to get to Hooters, I think.
2: I haven't been in Hooters. I don't know if I've ever even been in one. I think I've been in the one uh, – there's one in Jackson. I went in that one one time with my aforementioned college roommate, but this was after college. We went there just to eat. <laughs> hey, look, chicken's good.
1: Uh, yeah. People can, like, wink and, uh-huh, yeah, no, good. <laughs>
2: there you go. Yeah, I haven't been in Hooters in a while. I
1: was in there one <laughs> time, You, a Boy Scout troop. Somebody thought, that would be a good idea. Let's take the Boy Scouts. Are you serious? Yeah, it took they're the boys- all, like, 10, 10 years old.
2: <laughs> That's the Boy Scout troop you want to be in right
1: there now. There you go.
2: Where do you want to eat? Hooters! All right, let's go. Okay, here we go. Davinia Equipment phone. Davinia Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. It's been a busy phone today, as you can hear, and that's good. And it's about to get busier because a man who can uh, light up the airwaves is now on your radio. Neil Price, the voice of Mississippi State football and basketball on the radio, on your radio right now, fresh. His feet are on American soil for the first time in weeks. Well, he I, he went to Canada. Neil, what were you doing in Canada? That's North America, man
3: taking a vacation
2: okay so you went to canada everybody
3: needs a break every now and then right
2: yeah and you decided to instead of going where it's hotter to go to a place it's cooler supposedly right
3: well for us yes but the thing that was you know maybe maybe the, the, the funniest thing that came out of the trip is we're sitting in a restaurant in halifax nova scotia which is uh which is in the eastern edge of Canada. It's called a Maritime Province. Nova Scotia is because it's up against the ocean. And uh, the lady who is actually waiting the table in the restaurant that we're in, we, we struck up a conversation with her and she talked about how hot it was that day in Halifax. <laughs> it was 78 degrees with 20% humidity, and they were dying up there. And... Uh, and I took out my cell phone and pulled up the, the Weather Channel app and showed her what the current conditions Starkville were that particular day. I think it was 86 with 92% humidity. And she went, oh, no, no.
2: <laughs> that was a cool day. No, no, no.
3: That was, yeah, that was because I tried to tell her this is a mild day, You know, yeah. and uh, I told her that, that, you know, the day we were there, I said, this is like an early November day.
2: Where we live. No <laughs> doubt. I mean, you know, 78 with 20% humidity. I got news for you. I'm putting on long sleeves. It's a little sure. cool. I'm going put on a hat on my bald head. And you're right, Neil. When it was eight the other day, when it was in Starfall, 86 degrees with, you know, that humidity, it was a cool snap we were having. That's what people don't understand. But prior to that... It
3: rained a lot. It had rained a lot. That's yeah.
2: it. Prior to that, there was a few days before that little cool snap where... It became so brutally hot and humid here that, you know, and I do a lot of stuff with cameras and I had just an awful time one day trying to do some outdoor stuff with a camera because it was absolutely impossible to keep your camera lens from fogging up because it was so humid outside. So I hope you enjoyed that weather. What else did you enjoy up there at Canada? Uh,
3: Well, you know, Halifax was, was probably the most enjoyable day that, we had in Canada, uh, just because it was the bigger of the two cities we were in. St John, New Brunswick is 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 okay. It's just but it's a shipping town. You know, their business uh-huh. is in putting stuff on ships and sending it out, you know, to to Europe or down the coast or, you know, so Halifax was more of a it's a provincial capital, so it had a little bit more going for it and they had one whole street there that was full of great restaurants and Anything you'd want to do. So we we just kinda of crawled our way around and we tried uh we tried the Canadian fare. I made sure to get some poutine while I was there. French fries, gravy and cheese curds. Uh it's a real healthy dish. I'd encourage everybody to
1: try it. Okay. Uh not on the keto. You're, probably... you're not on the keto plan, are
3: you? <laughs> well it was till I went there and then blew that out of the water, but uh, there was a guy that I crossed paths with in my last job that you've probably heard of. who pitches the New York Yankees now, named James Paxton. James was from Vancouver, British Columbia, on the western side of Canada. And James explained to me while while we were uh, our paths were crossing in Lexington uh, what poutine was. He and Andrew Albers, Andrew was from Saskatchewan. Uh, those guys, you know, loved it. Now, again, guys who play in, in the big leagues, one for Minnesota, the other for the Yankees, and, and for the Mariners, I don't know how much of that stuff they're eating or that they're letting them eat in the training table, you know, when you're you're talking about play, playing in the big leagues. But it's it's nice to splurge and have something like that every now and then. So so we've, we've done it in, you know, the western part of Canada, and I thought, well, I'll try it over here to see if it's any different. And uh, a little different in how they put it together, but just as good. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was uh, – a lot of fun to, to go see something new. We were in Maine for uh, a couple of days, too, uh, on the way up and got to go to Acadia National Park. And I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to go that way, do it. It's some of the some of the most beautiful country yeah. I think I've ever seen. Just gorgeous. Gorgeous.
2: Well, so the weather not the only difference up there and here. Um, because here, poutine is something that happens after dinner, not before. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. All right. Ooh, what a big Yeah, sorry. Neil Price on your radio right now. He is Hail State Voice on Twitter. Uh, 37 days, Neil. Bulldogs are going to put the football on a tee in the New Orleans Superdome and try to tee off on – it's either the University of Louisiana or it's Louisiana Lafayette. What did you decide last year was the proper thing to say?
3: Well, they they make it very clear that they want to be called Louisiana, and I've got history with, with those guys going back, you know, almost as long as I've been in college athletics. Because first job I had in college was doing Middle Tennessee State's games uh, back in 2002, and they were in the Sun Belt with what was then Louisiana Lafayette, and that time they were driving the train trying to get you to drop. The, the Lafayette from it, and Monroe was driving the train to make sure that you didn't drop Monroe from from their name, and uh, you know it was it was interesting because no two team no two broadcast ever did it the same way. I don't think, but yeah. now you know, I think everybody, including ESPN, has pretty much adopted Louisiana, and uh, that's what I wound up settling on last year.
2: Yeah. yeah, state has played them four times in history, has won all four. Uh, shut them out twenty to nothing in 1940, 31 to nothing in 1945, 31 to three in 87, and then last year beat them 56 to 10. And then week two, come back to Starkville and host Southern Miss. And I guess, yeah, that'll be um, that'll be the first go around for you, won't it, Neil, in that rivalry, State versus Southern Miss.
3: Uh, yes, they have not played Southern Miss uh, since I've been here. I got here in 17, so I think I just missed. I think I just missed one of them, or maybe, what was the last one, 14? 15, I mean, so,
2: so State opened. 15, so I missed it by a couple of years. That's yeah. right. State opened the fourteen season. Actually, when they opened that new you know, stadium expansion, it was opening the season against Southern Miss in Starkville, and then the next year, State went there. Dak's senior year began with a game. How about that? In 2015 season began Dak Prescott versus Nick Mullins, and now they're both NFL quarterbacks. Um, I'm not sure we knew that was going to happen then, but this series, Neil, State versus Southern Miss is 14 to 14 with one tie, so we're going to break it one way or the other um, in week two this year.
3: Well, uh, you know that adds a little bit of intrigue to the game uh, to go along with the fact that you've got two in-state schools, and you know Southern Miss has got a, a lot of tradition. Uh, When it comes to football, you know, and you think about some of the great players that have come through there and the guy that always comes to mind immediately is Brett Favre. But, uh, you know, they I I can remember being at Middle and, you know, you you talked about wanting to, as as a quote-unquote mid-major program, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, you know, you looked at who do you want to emulate. And and Southern Miss was always one of those programs that we talked about at Middle that, You'd love to have the kind of success that they've been able to have uh, and build a program like they've been able to build. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be a great game because obviously they'll have a chip on their shoulder. You've got a lot of guys who will be playing against each other that probably played against one another in high school, may have been on the same team with one another uh, in their prep career. So uh, there, there are all kinds of neat stories that come out of games like that
2: Neil Price on your radio, play by play announcer on the radio for. Mississippi State and um, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram as well at Hale State voice I suggest you do that Neil um, what do you gauge as the uh, excitement and expectations and everything for this team kind of from a from a not from a fan base perspective but from you know people on campus looking at the prospects for this 2019 season what do you, what do you think people are expecting
3: well i think they believe they've got a chance to have a really solid team and you know it's it's early they haven't put the pads on yet but they they like the talent mm-hmm. that they have collectively they They're really excited about this quarterback battle because regardless of whether it's Tommy Stevens or or Keaton Thompson that comes out of this thing earning the starting job, the staff believes it's going to make both of them better and ultimately it's going to make the team better. Uh, you know, they, they love Kylan Hill, and a lot of other people love him, too. If you look at uh, the, the, the numbers that are coming in, or not the numbers, but you look at the, the preseason watch list he's on and mm. preseason accolades he's already starting to rack up, they love their offensive line. They've got experience there for a second straight year, and they believe those guys can be a unit. On defense, the the linebackers may be the best the best group top to bottom Uh, in the league you know and certainly they're going to be one of the best in the country when you look at that experience they like their defensive ends uh you know but the question marks are what are you going to do in the middle of that defensive line because you're probably going to have to play a young guy there so they're going to have to develop somebody quickly and then you're not as deep at the back of the defense so, you know, guys have got to stay healthy and they got to be in great shape because they may be called upon to play a lot of snaps back there. So, you know, I think they feel good about it. There's reason to be optimistic. I'll put it that way. I think, I think there's reason to be optimistic. There's reason to believe this team's going to go back to a bowl game again. Uh, I think if, if things fall well, they got a chance maybe to win eight, you know, nine games, you know, if all those things work out. So, uh, we'll see, you know, but uh, I- I'm excited about it. I- I'm as excited about this year, I think, as maybe any year that I've been around the team because you just got so many different things and so many neat stories that could develop by the time this thing's over with.
2: No doubt. No doubt. We don't have to wait too much longer to to find out either. Just a little over a month before we tee it up start playing football. Neil Price on your radio. Hail State Voice. Y'all give him a follow. Um, I couldn't help but think a minute ago, I'm- I know I'm backtracking, Neil, but I couldn't help but wonder if Jerry Clower ever went to Canada. I'm sure he did. He went just about everywhere.
3: I, would, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't do a show or two up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I was in Orange Boots, Alabama yesterday, uh, speaking to the Mississippi Agriculture Industry Council's uh, convention. Mm-hmm. And I brought up Jerry because Jerry worked for Mississippi Chemical as a fertilizer salesman all those years when he's living in Yazoo City. And uh, and as soon as the 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 session had ended, a gentleman comes up to me with a program. It has a list of all the past presidents of the uh, MAIC, and sure enough, 1971 Jerry Clower. And I said, <laughs> "How about that? You know I mean? So there is truth that, and sometimes when you get up and talk, the blind squirrel can find an acorn every now and then you know and uh so i thought that was pretty neat deal
2: that is really neat it sure is well it's neat to get catch up with you too it's you know been a little while we talked to you a lot during basketball but now we're getting on this football thing again and so i'm really excited i just appreciate some of your time here on a friday hope you're getting ready to have a relaxing and and fun weekend and we'll be talking to you soon watching some football practice together which i look forward to thank you neil
3: yeah, you've been sleeping in in the morning since you moved this thing
2: at twelve o'clock. I have. I'm here with that. Doggone <laughs> it! The truth is, I have, but uh, I've been sleeping late for a few other reasons too. But yes, we moved it to the middle of the day, and it's cut it. It's cut a put a dent in my lunch consumption, but um, I probably needed that. You know what I'm saying?
3: I need somebody to put a dent in mine. There's no doubt about that. Now I could use that. Yes, that 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 would be welcome.
2: Yeah. So next thing you know, Roger and I will we'll get a sponsor and we'll be sitting somewhere eating every day during the show. You know, that's kind of how we do it around here. So uh, we we overcome our our uh, things that are putting a dent in our lunch. So we'll figure it out soon. All right, Neil, appreciate you, buddy. Talk soon. See you, Matt. See you later. That's Neil Price at Hale State Voice. Went to Canada on vacation. A woman in Halifax said it was hot, and it was 78 degrees with 20% humidity.
1: I thought he was going to tell that story you told me.
2: We're not telling that one on the air. No,
1: no we can't tell that one.
2: <laughs> Lots of great stories. I would love to. And i tell you what now. Look, sure, sure enough, I, I mentioned his Twitter feed and his Instagram feed, Hail State Voice. There's some pictures on there of some of the things that he saw, uh, some of the scenery. Brother, it's got me wanting to go. The only thing is, I don't understand the whole um, passport process anymore. I had to get a passport in in 2000, so 19 years ago, to go to Germany. And I lived there for a year. So I had a passport. Since coming back from that almost 20 years ago, I've never gone overseas or out of the country for anything else. I don't know where that passport is.
1: Oh, well, it's Out of date anyway.
2: Okay, so I, it's out of date. I'd have to get a new one. I didn't know if yeah. you kept the
1: same one or not. Yeah, Oh, you need your birth certificate. <laughs> well, See, I don't even know where that is. I know. You Who know, keeps in Can- up with that? <laughs> in Canada is really strict about it. Remember that guy crossed over the Niagara Falls yeah. on the high wire? Uh-huh, yeah. There was a customs official on the other oh, side. The other side. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they got Randy Quaid, too. You need to get them running our border. Yeah, send them south. Too hot down there, though, Roger. It's not 78 degrees, I promise. 78% humidity. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Ba, 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 ba. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Lots of calls today on the Divinity phone. Roger, look, man, it's late in the day, and <laughs> I still, I, my thermos is still full of coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. HighPointRoasters.com. Get yours right there. Get you go on there and order yourself three or four one-pound bags, and you will thank me later. It's the real deal if you're a coffee drinker. Everybody, y'all, hear me in these other parts of Mississippi. In Vicksburg on WVBG one zero seven seven and fourteen ninety talk radio. You hear me on WBLE one hundred point five, big old booming station in northwest Mississippi at Batesville, all y'all, and everybody on 105.9 The Zone, Jackson, all of central Mississippi, do yourself a favor and go to highpointroasters.com and order some coffee. You'll notice the difference the first time you do this. I don't know if that's good radio or not, but I just did it. Hey, check this out. 30, I know the season is starting here, 36 days, 37, sorry, 37 days from today. Week one in 37 days, a morning game on ABC at the Liberty Bowl Stadium in Memphis, Ole Miss versus Memphis. I have in front of me some series nuggets, and I'm going to point out a few things. No, I'm not going through all of it. All right, Uh, Ole Miss leads the series with Memphis 47-11. There have been two ties in there. When was the last time they tied? 1985. They played to a 17-17 tie in Memphis. And in 1963, now Roger, here's a game for you, man. Now, I know you weren't born in 1963, but here's a game for you. In 1963, Ole Miss and Memphis played each other in Memphis to a 0-0 to tie ball game. Thriller. Just like the Sylvester Croom's last spring game at Mississippi State. Hey, Roger, can you believe that Jim Ellis and I we're on a TV broadcast on CSS of the Mississippi State spring game, and not a single point was scored in a spring game. Can you imagine?
1: Uh, Lord. Tough team they're playing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough, man. No, okay, so. How did you keep it exciting as a, from an announcer's point well,
2: of view? Well, can I be honest? We didn't.
1: We're supposed to.
2: But not even Keith Jackson and Bob Greasy could keep that exciting. Zero to zero spring game. Kiss my foot. <laughs> and we thought three to two was boring. That is not the worst football game ever. The worst game ever might have been Ole Miss versus Memphis 1963, zero to zero. <laughs> okay, at least we had a safety in three to two. No, Ole Miss leads that series 47 wins to 11. If you look recently, Ole Miss has won seven of the last eight meetings going back to 2005. Uh, But but, uh, Memphis won the game. They beat that Hugh Freeze team in 2015. Y'all remember in 2015, Paxton Lynch had that Memphis team rolling, and he led them to that 37-24 come from behind win over Ole Miss. That was the game where Ole Miss had the game in control and ran a trick play on the goal line with Robert Kimdichi on offense, your first-round defensive tackle. He got hit. His head hit the turf. Concussion. Laid there motionless. Totally turned the momentum of the game. Memphis came back and won it. 37-24. There was a couple of questionable decisions to go for on fourth down for Ole Miss and stuff in that game. They pretty much largely recently, going back all the way to 05, have kind of dominated this thing. But here's the other thing that stands out. Two thousand three and two thousand four. Memphis won back to back games in Memphis and in Oxford. Now 04, y'all help me here. That would have been the Ethan Flat Robert Lane football team, right? Spurlock, Michael Spurlock, 04. Do I have that right? Because 03 was a game that Eli played in. Memphis won that game forty four to thirty four in Memphis. It's weird when you look at the series over the years. I mean, again, it's just dominated by Ole Miss. But every time Memphis has won a game in a series, it's like they won two or three in a row. They won three in a row, 73, 74, 76, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, so the series between the two, the historical stuff, doesn't mean a whole lot in terms of on paper, on the field now. But you do look, and and, and over time, the only times where Memphis has been able to do anything in that series is when They've been able to do it for two or three years straight. Eight conference championships over the years for Memphis. It's a matter of like what conferences they've been in. The, wor- the biggest margin of victory in this Memphis-Ole Miss thing, in 1935, Ole Miss beat Memphis 92 to nothing. Roger, that is a football score. <laughs> 92 to Nothing.
1: a basketball game.
2: Yeah, it is. Ole Miss had a 17-game win streak in this thing from the 1920s to the 1960s. And then I gave you the Memphis streak of three straight in the 70s. So that's what that one looks like. All right, another series. Now, this isn't the first game. This will be the second game for Mississippi State. State's going to host Southern Miss in Starkville the second week of the season. So just a little over a month from right now. And that series is tied. 14 to 14. So the winner of that game this year in Starkville is going to take a leg up in the overall series. States won four in a row coming into it. State beat Southern Miss 26 to 23 in Hattiesburg in 1989. The next year in 90, they played in Starkville. State won at 13 to 10. Then, of course, 2014 and 15. 49 to nothing in 2014, 34 to 16 the next year. Prior to that, Southern Miss was on a three-game win streak. Favre, 86, 87, 88. Southern Miss won three in a row. But Here's the thing about that. From 1977, listen to this, Roger. You want some history in this series, State versus Southern Miss? Listen to this. From 1977 to 1988, they played every single year, every year, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88. Every year. Played every year. And from 77 to 88, those 12 matchups, Southern Miss beat State 10 out of 12, including a six-game win streak over State from 1977
1: to 1983. Wow.
2: I mean, you think about it. Southern Miss had it going. And State didn't. <laughs> what What were they doing so differently then? I mean, mm. Man well, one thing is, frankly, the Southeastern Conference was a lot different as an overall umbrella back in the 70s and 80s than it is now. There were All work, the money came in. No doubt about it, Roger. There was there were no 20 million dollar checks, let alone 40 million dollar checks being handed over to Mississippi State or anybody for that matter back then. Everybody's kind of on their own. And so, yeah, I mean, Southern Miss was getting players and and kicking fanny. They won, Southern Miss won 10 out of 12 in that series from 77 to 88, including a six-game win streak. And during that time, they played that game, Southern Miss and State, eight straight times in Jackson at Memorial Stadium. I know all the stuff and all, and the neutral site and the home campuses, but it would just be cool to go back now and watch State and Southern Miss play each other in Jackson again. That would be cool. That would be great. It'd be great to see it. Maybe they'll do it one of these days. Who knows? If they ever build that dome there in Jackson? We might do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll finish up the week with you next here on the show in the Farm Bureau Studios. Stick around.
1: You're listening to the Matt
0: Wyatt show.
2: About the few more minutes with you here to wrap up the week. So the phone line is open to you. Give me a call. One ringy dingy. The phone line is open to you at nine nine five one oh five nine. The Divinity equipment phone Divini in Madison and Jackson. It's a six oh one number nine nine five one oh five nine. Give me a shout. A few more minutes with you here uh, to wrap up the week you can also text the show anytime, 885-ESPN, 601-885-ESPN or eight eight five three seven seven six 3776 Twitter feeds active 24 hours a day, at Radio Wyatt. Hit me up. Tweet, tweetily diddly deep, any of that. Just for fun, Roger, I know you missed it yesterday. John Bond was on here yesterday. It was fantastic because he's the biggest f- fan of the show Caddyshack I've ever come across he says he's watched it 500 times and we hit a bunch of sound clips from the movie Rodney Dangerfield was fantastic I love that guy he was oh man
1: no respect at all
2: no respect at all
1: yeah I can't park my car get my bags and put on some weight will you Hey, Wang, what's with the pictures?
2: It's a parking lot. Come on, will you? In part of the movie, uh, Dangerfield's caddy was smarting off to him.
1: No, actually, I'm a rich millionaire. You see, my doctor told me to get out and carry golf bags a couple of times a week. Uh, <laughs> you're a funny kid, you know? Yeah, what time you do back in Boys
2: Town? <laughs> <laughs> what time you do back in Boys Town, huh?
1: I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice.
2: Death! <laughs> oh me. The crowd is just on its feet
0: here.
2: I got one of those. I think he's gonna go at about a two-iron.
0: He's about four hundred and fifty-five yards away. He's gonna hit about a two-iron, I think.
1: Well got all of that. <laughs> You got all of that.
2: And throwaway lines throughout the movie, Roger. Judge Smales talking with Danny about the pretty blonde, his niece.
0: My niece is the
3: kind of girl that has a certain zest for living.
2: <laughs> uh, so, and, and, of course, Ty, played by Chevy Chase, giving advice to Danny.
0: You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So
1: what's the problem? I don't know. <laughs> we got Todd on the way. Oh, Todd.
2: Uh, save us on the Divinity Equipment phone. Man, I love that movie. What's up, Todd?
0: It's in the hole! <laughs> um, not much, man. Um, How many times have you seen that movie?
2: I've probably seen it 50 times, yeah.
0: Okay. Can you tell me how many scenes Bill Murray and Chevy Chase were in
2: together? one right i've seen, the only reason i know that is because like it's a lot has been made about it in the documentary and everything but isn't it one scene there together and that's when you know he's talking about the types of grass and you know we got a pond to pool you know pond would be good for you isn't that the only one
0: yeah they he uh was playing and he somehow hit the ball in his little shack and yeah. play through and did some other stuff yeah but uh yeah the documentary there um I didn't realize that, because I've seen it probably 50 to 100, maybe a 1,000 times. But, mm-hmm. you know, they made a big stink how Bill and Chevy got in a big fight like two weeks before they started filming that on Saturday Night Live, and they refused to do that scene. Mm-hmm.
2: And the whole thing, like but, a lot of that scene, a lot of the movie and most of that scene was improvised.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was all improvised. Yeah, wasn't script for that.
2: No doubt. Yeah, uh, you, you I couldn't. Mean, write Bill it.
0: Murray's whole part in that thing was no script.
2: Yeah, but it's just amazing. I
0: didn't know if you uh, knew
2: that or not. No, I know it. I appreciate it, Todd. Thank you. The scene that Todd's talking about, uh, Ty hits his ball. Chevy Chase hits his ball and winds up in the shack there that Carl, the Bill Murray, the groundskeeper, lives in. Oh
3: yeah, I I felt grass
0: like this before. I've played on this. Stuff. This is a hybrid. This is a cross. Uh, uh bluegrass, Kentucky bluegrass uh, feather bed bench, and uh, Northern California sensamia. The amazing stuff about this S- is that you can play 36 holes on it in the afternoon, take it home, and just get stoned to the Jesus belt.
2: <laughs> Lord, keep it fair. Most... Keep, it fair will you? keep it fair. Keep it fair. That's good stuff. So, we had a good time with him yesterday. Uh, Team number 37, we're 37 days away from kickoff on August the 31st. Team number 37 would be Arizona State. Here's our fight song. That's the fighting Herm Edwards. Um, That's their fight song, Arizona State in the Pac-12. Herm Edwards, the head coach there. Yeah. Hey, did you know, did you hear this story? What do you think about this, Rogers? Think about living out West and watching college football at 9 a.m. Yeah. The Pac-12 commissioner, Larry Scott, said this week they have had preliminary discussions about scheduling games to kick off at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So, see, that would put them at, what, 11 a.m. Central, 12 um, Eastern, so that they could have Pac 12 teams in morning television time slots. And that's why they would look at it. But if you're out west, you'd be watching it at 9 a.m.
1: Or not watching it. <laughs> yeah. They're I, trying to, just trying to get in the, get in I, the I, you know, competition not, there. I guess so. Here's the uh, TV tie.
2: Tomorrow would be day number 36, and that would be uh, TCU, the TCU Horn Frogs. That ain't bad. It still kind of reminds me of like something that the Three Stooges would come running out to, you know? It does, doesn't it? Wise guy, wise <laughs> <Lies> guy, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Man, have you ever seen that? It does sound like a King World production,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly right. As compared to, oh, yeah, I'm just I can't say enough about it. I know it sounds like a broken record, I don't care. Listen, folks. The, the absolute best game day band in America resides right here in Jackson, Mississippi. It's the Jackson State Sonic Boom, and it's not close. I don't care what anybody tells you or some competition. It's not close. They are the best on game day ever.
1: Roger, have you ever... They're the s- Alabama of college
2: bands. I mean, they really are. It's just not close. There's a running
1: joke at Jackson State about how many people leave after halftime. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, regardless,
2: they're there for the first half. If the band's yeah. bringing them, then great. The... Um, we had that stat last week that yeah you got to have a whole ticket <laughs> for the yes yeah, right for the last two years. I take that back. No, last season Jackson State led all FCS schools in average attendance. All of I don't them know that. Yes, led them all. Sure did. A Lot to be proud of. I brought the Three Stooges. You ever seen that Three Stooges football routine, Roger? I don't think I have. I've... Okay, get on YouTube and look it up right now. Three Stooges football. You will thank me later. You hadn't seen it. I want to say they filmed it maybe um, in the Coliseum there where USC plays, where the Rams play in in USC. I do know this. You know, we had that historical nugget, like the, I want to say it was maybe the first Rose Bowl parade or some of the first ones. um, They were a big part of the parade, the Three Stooges were. They were a big part of the celebration. They starred in it. The Three Stooges themselves sure it is. So
1: they came up. They're the original. It's a lateral. <laughs> I, I kept seeing them pass the ball
2: back and forth. Back it's a and forth. That's it. And I mean, it's just great. You know, there's some picture floating out there from that scene that where I want to say Larry was laying down on the ground. Mo was holding the football on top of Larry's head. And Curly was in mid-stride about to kick the football off the top of Larry's head. And that's the photo. And a lot of people will take that these days and Photoshop different faces on it, you know? Oh. Making fun of their rivals and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's fantastic. On the text line real quick, we're talking about how from 77 to 88, Southern Miss dominated the Mississippi State Series. Won 10 out of 12, won six in a row. We got an, a text from an unnamed texter that said, Reggie Collier, Sammy Winder, Lewis Lips, Hanford Dixon, Gerald Balls, just to name a few people who are the reason that they dominated that series. Lewis Lips thinks ships. <laughs> Atta boy, Roger. Fluffy Bottoms was telling us why he gets up in the early mornings. is because he lived in Hawaii. Got used to their Pacific time. I wonder if Fluffy Bottoms would watch football at 9 a.m. I'd watch it. Put it on TV. Fine with me. Yeah. Started early. Started early. Have a good weekend, Roger. You too, man. Everybody else, great weekend. See you all Monday in the Farm Bureau studio. See you then. See
1: ya. Knock him out, John. Whoa! this